Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Good morning. So, Father Peter, reality now bites. What are you already witnessing? What are you already hearing when it comes to now that the eviction ban is gone? What's happening? Not sure what's happening yet. It's a little bit early. The eviction ban only came into place on Saturday, so uh, and it will be for many uh, households. Uh, it may be late April, May or even June before the eviction actually takes place. So uh, nothing very concrete at the moment, but I have never been so angry. (laughs) This is just an appalling uh, decision by government. Uh, My understanding is that uh, the Minister for Housing wanted to extend the ban and was acting in, uh, in, in, in preparation for extending the ban, but he was overridden by the Taoiseach. And that's why there was no preparation made during the five-month ban for mitigating the effects of ending this ban. Now, the government have said that the mitigating effects are going to be put into action, that landlords who want to sell their house will first have to engage with the local authority to see if the local authority will buy the house and keep the tenants in place. But that requires legislation. And if they had intended to end the ban, why didn't they put that legislation into place during the five months when the ban was enacted? They didn't do it. It was a last-minute panic attempt to reassure the public that uh, they, they had it under control. And the irony is that the very same day that the eviction ban was to end, the government go on holidays for two weeks and can't pass any legislation. I mean, I am just, as I say, so angry. And the reason for ending the ban, I believe, is that the local and European elections are coming up early next year. And they didn't want all this fallout to happen a few months before the elections. So they wanted to get it out of the way by ending the eviction ban and hope that uh, people's anger will have subsided uh, in 12 months' time when the elections come along. I know you a long time and you're not given you're not given for rash statements what you've just told me there where you believe that the minister for housing wanted to continue with the ban and he was overridden by the T-shock what are you basing that on where 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 have you got that information from <laughs> Now, now, you're a journalist, you know, I can't reveal my sources. <laughs> but you'll you so, stand over what you just said, will you, Father Peter? I will, I'll stand over what I said, yes. Because yes. it's fairly strong now, because it, it, yeah. it's something that I hadn't heard before. I have I have a lot of time for the Minister for Housing, to be honest. He has done a U-turn on the housing uh, uh, issue. He has committed to building social housing, 9,000 social houses every year, which is which was never intended even by his predecessors. So I support many of the measures that the Minister for Housing has put in place. My problem with the, 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 the Minister and with the government is that the measures lack ambition and the pace of delivery is too slow. But I support many of his measures. So, and I think, uh, so <clears throat> that's the, uh, the government hoped that this, uh, that this uh, lifting of the ban and the consequent evictions uh, will subside, but it's not going to subside. We're going to have, over the next few months, we're going to have a drip feed of, of, uh, of heart-wrenching stories 
of people who are being evicted. We've already had a couple. We had a lady who is due to be evicted on the very same day that she's in hospital having her baby. And we had the story of an elderly man who say, who's worked all his life, paid his taxes, and says that his fear is that he's going to die in a homeless hostel. Mm. We're going to have a lot, lot more of these, uh, of these uh, stories coming out, which I think will certainly infuriate many, many people. You've often spoken to me so, about modular homes, Father Peter. I mean, are you getting yeah. any, are you get making any headway with these suggestions? Because even in the short term, wouldn't modular homes be a, a solution to this problem? Or one of the possible solutions out there? I think they would be a great solution. Uh, I mean, we I've been proposing that for years. The government have committed to 700 modular units or 750. Uh, I'm saying, look, 7,000. You have the land to put it on. <laughs> Get 7,000 modular units up and running. You could have 7,000 modular units on site within a year uh, if, you, if, if you wanted to. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> I think the ambition is too, too low and the pace of delivery is too too slow. We've heard uh, Minister Eamon Ryan even comment over the weekend about the reasoning behind why they've made this decision. Is there anything the government have said within the last 48 hours that would make you believe that what they've done is right in any shape or form? Nothing. And I believe that if they really believed that ending this ban was the right thing to do, they would have put in place mitigation measures during the five months that the ban was in place. But they didn't. They didn't. Uh, Because, well, in in my reasoning, it is because they they didn't expect to end the ban. It was a last-minute decision to end the ban, and there were no mitigation measures had been put into into place. Yeah. I think we're seeing, you know, the, the 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 main mitigation measure they said was that landlords have to negotiate with the local authority, but they don't have to. That requires legislation. <clears throat> they don't have to do that. And indeed, a, a recent story in the paper was. One landlord uh, who refused to negotiate with the local authority, which is their right, uh, because they feel they felt they could get more money for their house uh, on the private market, and I find that absolutely despicable. That a landlord would throw a household out, perhaps a family out, into homelessness for thirty pieces of silver. I find that absolutely unacceptable in in Ireland. You have told me that you are you will stand over what you've just said to me about the minister, uh, Dara O'Brien prepared to continue on with the eviction ban, the decision taken out of his hands by Antishok. Um, I mean, have you any idea as to why Antishok decided to override uh, the minister? Well, I can only speculate on that. Uh, of course, the government are going to, are going to deny that the minister was in, was in, uh, was intending to continue the ban. Of course they are. Uh, but the uh, my speculation is that the European and local elections are coming up next year. Right. So that's and extending yeah. the ban to till January, as the Sinn Féin wanted, or for twelve months, as other people wanted, bringing it up to next March, would be too close to the local elections. That's pure speculation on my part, but I believe it's a, it's a very reasonable speculation. We've seen some form of protest over the weekend. We've already played on Southeast Radio News today. People before Prophet Deputy Breed Smith. I'm going to hear from. 
from A2 councillor Jim Codd, who's listening to you as we speak. He's based here in Wexford. Um, and no doubt this is going to gather momentum. But just how much momentum will it gather? And do you think it could fizzle out or do you think it's, it's going to escalate? I think it's going to escalate. There were 4,700 uh, terminations uh, of tenancy in the second quarter of last year. And uh, almost a similar number, it appears, in the final quarter of last year. So we're talking about eight or 9,000 terminations of tenancy, which are going to occur uh, during 2023. That, you know, this is at a time when homeless emergency services are absolutely packed out. There's virtually no spare capacity in the homeless emergency services. Homeless families were traditionally put up in an hotel, but as we know, the hotels are packed out and uh, many of them are reverting back to, to tourism. So... I don't know her. The key question I ask and other people have been asking is, here is a family being evicted tomorrow. Where are they meant to go? <laughs> They're going to go to their local authority and many local authorities are going to be, have to say, I'm sorry, we don't have anything to offer you. So into a hostel room and accommodate them. Uh, you can't do that for families and you can't do that for the hundreds or possibly thousands of homeless people who are, who are of, of single people who are facing eviction. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran.